Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. 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 Um, Mr. Who? Come on, tell me, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm Mark. I'll say it's Mr. Lee. I don't know Gerstman. <laughs> and then we also have Lee on here. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I am Lee. How are you, <laughs> Lee? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm talking oh, about man. our guest. I'm sorry. Are we doing uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Who Are You? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, no, we're doing The Who. Who oh, okay. are Sabbath? Who, who, who? Sabbath? <laughs> well, hi, Brian. It's Brian is our guest today you? again. It's it's Who Are You by Sabbath. Never mind. <laughs> we got Brian Davis here from Damn Good Mo Movie Memories and uh, That Metal Station. Uh, the yep. Bad Beat on Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mark's a regular guest. We have our what we affectionately call the Bad Pack, which is a play on the, the Rat Pack. Of course, uh, Mark's there. And Metal Mike Tyler has been on the show. Samuel Wetz, who's great. And uh, Jimmy Neff. It's a fun little group every, every Wednesday night. So j join us. We have a good time. Yeah, I try to get Lee on there. And then I try to get my other guy, Jerry Soup, on there. They don't answer me. <laughs> it's late. It's it is late. late, depending where they're at. Well, Lee's always up. <laughs> He's like, he said, do you like chicken? Do you like cheese? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of cheese do you like? <laughs> well, what I'm doing is I, I sometimes have a thing where I want to do even numbers. So I have a post that's a very significant post but I feel like I need to do three more posts. So I do stuff trivial like that. And those posts are the ones that get the most answers. <laughs> and mm. the one that I meant to be really important, I get maybe one like. <laughs> that's funny, Lee. that's all good. <laughs> because I do like cheese. And, and man, um, in West Side Market... They have just cheddar alone. They have Wisconsin. They have um, uh, New York. They have Australia. They have New Zealand. They have they they, they they have about ten different cheddars, and they have uh, almost as many different Swiss. And they have tons of blue cheese, which I love. And they have Gorgonzola. Man, if I would only live on cheese alone, that place would provide me with good cheese. There's a cheese called Mimolette in California um, or anywhere else to get a small little block of Mimolette is about like 8 or $10, which I got. It was only $5 here. It's a Canadian cheese, and they use, like, cheese mites, like these little bugs, and, 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 and they and they bore the way into the cheese, and they make 
the cheese holes. So yes, I've eaten bugs on cheese. <laughs> is that what inspired the song? Is, I like it. It's it's a very hard cheese. It kind of tastes kind of like you're chewing on coal, but in a good way. But I like it. But man, you know, um, I'll I'll try these different cheeses with twenty letters in the name that you can't even pronounce. And man, it's cheese heaven over over there. Well, I, I want to request bugs on cheese at the end of the show because uh, that that's that's my my jam for Lee. I, I love it. Your mother which, is fleet. Which yeah. version of bugs yeah. on cheese? The one with him? I don't. Bugs? You can play all oh every version. It's good. You could just make it the uh, a full album of it. You know. So Lee will get you know, three songs um, at the I end. I wrote of that as a joke, and the original <laughs> version had me with my teddy bear just doing <laughs> vocals, uh-huh. and and I can't find it. Oh, I'm gonna get both versions, Lee. So uh, I'm gonna play your "Smiling Every Day," the false cure, and then two versions of "Bugs on Cheese." Awesome. <laughs> um, oh, you mean the, the 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 version, the cover version, the cover version, and your original? Play yeah, yeah. I I, I like I, I like the cover version. All right. So if uh, you want to do that, that's hey man, I I, I have no problem with that. Brian requested it. We have to. That's right. Yeah. You never know. Maybe maybe Clutch will hear this at, and they'll and they'll do a cover of it as well. Oh man! They love right on. Well, well, we're doing uh, Clutch's album from Beale Street to Oblivion. How did you get into Clutch, Brian? So I first saw Clutch open up for Pantera back in God early 1997 at San Jose State University, and uh, I had heard their second album, which is self-titled, prior to the show. Uh, but after seeing them uh, uh, at that particular show, my fandom just really started to grow. Now, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Their early material is really different than the bluesy hard rock that they're kind of known for today. Uh, the biggest difference is Neil Fallon's vocals. When he started, they were almost like a drill sergeant bark. And now they're kind of like a bluesy rasp, which I, I definitely prefer what his voice uh, evolved into. They're always really great. I mean, if you're into metal, and obviously they were opening for Pantera... Uh, you know that might that might be your jam, but I think they just kind of got better and better and more and pro- more uh, not progressive, but they progressed into more of a bluesy hard rock band, which is obviously more my speed. And uh, Clutch is one of the few bands where they kept the exact same they've kept the exact same lineup from the start almost thirty years ago. So you've got to respect that because there's four members, and I find Clutch to be one of the most consistent rock bands out today. And every album they've released is fresh and unique, and they never sound the same. And they definitely have a sound, uh, but it's never repetitive, I think, it, it's, it's, which I think is great. And, and like Government Mule, they always change up their set list every show. And what they actually do is rotate between band members every night, and each guy picks a set list on that particular night, which I think is awesome. That's cool. You'll man. definitely know what I think. Okay. I've been here. I've been here. What did you <laughs> think about Clutch? No, what, did you ever get into Clutch, Lee, or is this the first time listening to them? Um, I got into them when we did their first album. Oh yeah, we did their first album, which was different compared to what they totally. And I was not looking forward to it, and 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 oddly enough, I did like it. So I wasn't looking forward to this album, and we'll know what I think of it. Yeah, I think (laughs) the first album kind of turned me off from them too, because it was kind of Cookie Monster vocals, a little here and there, and I think that's why the other Lee picked it. <laughs> the illegi- yeah, the illegitimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a good that that's a good nickname. Yeah, illegitimately. 
Well, the, this was their eighth uh, full-length album. It was produced by Joe Barassi, whose credits mm -hmm. include the Melvins, Caius, Queens of the Stone Age, Coheed, and Cambria. I like that band, too. Uh, and released on DRT Entertainment Level. Label. <laughs> Level. The album was released on March 20th, 2007, and was the second of two clutch albums to feature keyboards. Mike, how do you say his last name? Mike Schiller. Uh... Sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's a keyboard he, he, player. Yeah. <laughs> he's a keyboard he's, not, he's he's kind of a guest member. Yeah. I don't. He's not like a. a full oh, he's member. not a real mem member on the band. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's get into this album, shall we? Um, the first track is "You Can't Stop Progress." What did you think about this one, Brian? Uh, I think it's a great way to start the album because it's a barn burner. Uh, cool little drum intro from uh, Jean-Paul Guster. Uh, before Tim Soul comes in with the the kind of the bluesy guitar riff, and then of course Neil Fallon's Neil Fallon's vocals. One thing I loved, and, and you already mentioned it, uh, it, Mark, is that Clutch started to do around this time. They started bringing an organ uh, keyboard player, you know, kind of as a guest, and and they brought him on tour as well. And I it just adds more flavor to their sound. And this is the epitome of modern heavy blues rock. I mean, they have that kind of blues ethos of keeping it underground and true to what type of music they, they really dig. And this particular track, and, and many on this album, are heavy, but they always have a groove, which I, I always love. What did you think about it, Lee? It, did you say this is called You Can't Stop Progress? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's weird because I put it on a different page, not with the rest of the notes for some weird reason. But anyway, this is pretty rocking, and I like it. Good way to start the album, and one of the better songs on it. Yeah, it's it's got a killer drum beat, vocals to start the song, catchy rhythm guitar, sound is killer, and this organ going on in the background. It, it adds some flavor to it, like Brian was saying. I could see this guy uh, doing this in a church, you know, singing. It sounds like he's preaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, many ways, yeah. It's freaking, I could see him on a pulpit just like singing this song with a band right behind him, getting a church dancing and stuff. This is a great song, man. <laughs> and then we get to the next song, which is uh, Power Player, which you uh, you picked, Brian. Yep. So here's Power Player on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
This is a perfect example of why Clutch stays with, uh, you know, kind of an old school vibe. Uh, this is an album in, in its purest form. It's not just a bunch of songs thrown together uh, because you can't stop progress. The first song seamlessly blends right into Power Player. You need to kind of hear both uh, together, in my opinion. So uh, sorry about that for, for Tracks of the Week. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good to hear both. Uh, but this is just another super heavy, you know, kind of rock riff, with a, but also with a major groove. And, and that's a great part about Clutch is they're incredibly tight in a loose sort of way, if that makes sense. And I realize that's kind of an oxymoron. But uh, what I mean by this is they can jam, but they also allow themselves to go in different ways. But then they still sound incredibly tight and never like sloppy. Uh, amazing breakdown in the middle, uh, which leads to a terrific guitar solo from, from Tim. Also... And you'll pick this up throughout the album. Neil Fallon is one of the best lyricists around for for modern you know rock music. He's always catchy, incredibly witty and thoughtful, and it's never cliche. For example, you know in this song, like you can always tell the terrorist by his cologne and the watch on his wrist, and it kind of says, "I'm the I'm the kind of man that can kick off anywhere." <laughs> so <laughs> totally unique, awesome song. I, I love it. What did you think about it, Lee? They play with energy, and the middle jam session is awesome. But some of it is a little basic for my taste, but overall, not bad. Don't you hate it when you write notes down on your phone, and you print them, and then it changes it to from fucking to ducking? Fuck. <laughs> uh, this is I what happened here. I have to watch, because um, here's something that happened. I was once asking a question on Yahoo Answers, mm -hmm. and I was asking if anyone would want to hold my finger, and it changed it to hold my dinger. <laughs> and, and then I told my mom about oh that, and she said, I think you should leave it as hold my dinger. I think that's more interesting. Well, it's like Chuck Berry, my ding-a-ling. <laughs> uh, and then with me it's a finger licking good finger <laughs> licking good oh we don't want to go there <laughs> alright man my notes it says this band is on a mission to ducking I mean fucking my rock my face off this drummer is really good 
And this one, you can hear the bass up high in the mix, and he rules, and the break also that goes into that guitar solo. This is a fucking great track, man. <laughs> it seems like it's longer than three minutes, but it isn't. <laughs> really good. Yeah, and John Paul's a great drummer. He's, he's really got a jazz type of influence, which is cool. It's kind of like that old, like those old, you know, the 70s drummers yeah. that kind of had that more of a swing feel to them. Well, it's it's like people ask me why I like like certain types of music because they have harmonies and a groove. This band yeah. has killer harmonies and a fucking groove. Even yeah. Poison has killer harmonies and a groove. That's why I like Poison. So people, people, there's why I like Poison. Even though there their lyrics go. aren't really that good, but it's fun <laughs> for me. Yeah, all right. Take and, it outside. And, <laughs> yeah, Lee, take it outside. <laughs> I don't want to steal from uh, Ralph there. He nah. might get mad at me. All right, and then we get to the next song, and it's called The Devil and Me. And you picked this one, Brian. So yep. here's The Devil and Me on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was The Devil and Me. Why'd you pick this track, Brian? I love the start of this song. And then it per- it's like this perfectly spaced out blues guitar riffs. And then the Hammond organ fills before Neil's vocals come in. It's so good. And again, more fabulous lyrics from Neil. And he kind of uses some old school blues ideas and, and makes them uh, his own. It's it's just terrific. And, you know, when people knock the blues, it's mostly, you know, quote unquote, it's too repetitive. That, that sort of argument. Well, Clutch kind of proves that you can do a lot with the blues and again, look at rock music in general. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's good all the way through. And it's a very interesting change-ups in the track to kind of keep it from being repetitive. And whether it be like the vocal fills by Neil at the end or the organ additions, it's really a hell of a way to start this album, in my opinion, these first three songs. What did you think about it, Lee? Pretty cool tune and a good rocking vibe. I like the groove to it, and the melody is hip as well. Um, I might as well say, hmm, generally, I love this album. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just, I just want to know if Kanye West could make up these riffs on his computer. <laughs> yeah, if he's playing Spotify, and Clutch has, happens to be on. So yeah, no, because man, if, if if someone clutched Conway West's hand, and he had to try to do some weird keyboard work and it said my life is a way for self-fulfillment and you know how I hate <laughs> would he do it I don't know man <laughs> but Kanye said guitars are irrelevant they're nasty they're trash instruments and I could make those noises um in the studio myself whatever dude listen to this band listen to some eddie van halen and then tell me if you could do that <laughs> i don't think so and this is like brian said killer to start the song with those riffs and the organ really good rhythm and he's preaching it again man preach it brother and the yeah. freaking organ has a lot to this song led zeppelin guitar rhythm rules it's kind of led zeppelin type rhythm here mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and the solo fucking kicks ass or like uh eric told me on the last podcast i need to say freaking more again so freaking kicks ass all right <laughs> Um, you don't need to say it. <laughs> well, Ducking. Terrence called me the frickin' podcast, and every, everybody made fun of me for years on saying um, frickin' a lot. There's, there's people <laughs> say that when they're afraid of um, people listening who are going to say they are PG-rated instead of g well, I, I was saying friggin', and you know this, because I had two step young stepdaughters in the house, and I didn't want to cuss in front of them. So I, I hear you. changed it to friggin'. No, no, but no, I, I, I totally but now I can say fucking, why. but a lot of people like me to say friggin', so I'll throw in friggin' once in a while. I don't like it, but <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. You can do whatever the frick you want. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then we get to the next song, White's Fairy. What'd you think about this one, Brian? I don't know if I could top that last conversation, but we'll try. So, uh, yeah, White's Ferry. It's a it's another heavy blues song, very much like Mountain, and, and something you'd hear in the late '60s or early '70s. And it's not a ballad per se. I'd say it's more of like a laid back rocker with different tempo changes because it picks up the pace throughout the song at different spots, and it's actually very reminiscent uh, to Government Mule in many ways. The the Hammond organ really lays the foundation throughout this track, and you can really hear it with that with your headphones on. And it's another great guitar solo that you really kind of almost sing along to. I, it's another great track. What did you think about it, Lee? I like the slow parts of the song more than the fast parts. Hmm. So half of it is great and is a cool blues psychedelic tune. And the other half part is okay. 
So I don't dislike the fast parts, but this is one of the times when the slow part um, does it for me. Yeah, I love it when a song starts off slow and it goes fast and it goes back to slow and it ends fast. I like it. I love how they did this. Like it's slow atmospheric and it starts kicking ass and it slows down and brings it back up. Love the guitar sound on this one and the solo is amazing. Reminds me of Yes on the guitar solo for some reason. Sounds like a, mm. a Yes guitar solo. Uh, what's his name? The original guitar player. <laughs> ah, whatever. You guys know who he is. It's not Trevor Raven. It's the other guy. <laughs> but uh, Peter Banks is the original. Peter Banks. Who's the, the other one? Steve Howe. Steve Howe. Yeah, and Howe. Steve Howe. Sounds He's like, Steve like if you were to say... Steve Perry was the original singer in Journey, and you didn't know about their albums before him. Well, you know what? How about the classic lineup of Yes? Then <laughs> there you that's go. safe. That's safe. Like I like Steve Perry. Well, I I didn't buy well, any of those original Journey albums without Steve Perry, so I don't know them. I need well, to listen to them. I would say you're you're correct then. But I like. Um, but uh, but you you need to get the original journey. Yeah, I, I have them. I need to listen to them because I do like all the in the musicians on those albums. Well, especially I, if you like Santana. Yeah, uh, that's you know, they came from Santana. So yeah, uh, who's the? I kind of like Santana a little better. Me too. Than the original journey, but not by a hell of a much. Yeah. Because I do like the original journey. This is weird. I, I, I don't want to get into this too much. I will say now when I listen to Infinity with Steve Perry, if he's in that, I actually like it. Back in the day, I didn't or I didn't want to admit that I liked it or something. So, fuck me. But I do <laughs> no, like... I do like... Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, I do like Street Talk by Steve Perry. I like his solo stuff. So, Yeah. Never mind. I love Greg Rowley, and I like that band they did, The Storm, which is a pretty mm -hmm. good band. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all wrong, right. but, but anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Okay, I already said about uh, my thing on White Sperry. Now we get to the next song, Child of the City, which you picked, Lee. So here's Child of the City on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Child of the City. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? That's weird how I put it in a different order, um, but but I found the notes to it. I said, I like the groove, the instrumentation to this. It's a song to party to. I give it thumbs up. What did you think about it, Brian? This is another song that is kind of meant to be part of an album as a whole, uh, because the beginning is basically an extension from the end of the last song. Uh, and, and after about 15 seconds, it totally transitions into a different group completely. I, a killer guitar riff here. And, and the middle of the track is, for me, kind of reminiscent of Sabbath in the sense that Neil's vocals, you know, his melodies kind of mirror the guitar riff, just like Ozzy used to do. And I think it works really well here. And again, the, the, the band is so tight, and you can tell. It's just super heavy, groovy blues. And it's another fabulous track. And they have a great sound. I need to start buying their music, man. I should have got that two hundred dollar uh, CD box set, but they sold out of it everywhere. It's a yeah, it's vinyl. I, I ended oh, it's up vinyl? it up. Oh, yeah, because I, I had all this stuff on CD, uh, uh, but I want, but I wanted to get it on vinyl. I would. Uh, the reason it's not everything in their collection because they their early stuff was on different labels, uh, and now they have their own record label. For you, I would start with the Elephant Writers and then kind of go forward. Um, and I think the self titled you you might dig too, but. Everything from pretty much Elephant Riders and Blast Tyrant on, I think you'll really enjoy because that's pretty much uh, you know the blues rock vibe they they stuck with. And then if you like them, then you can always go back to to the very beginning. Yeah, I really dig this song, the rhythm, the organ, and they need to use the organ more, man. And the solo with the killer bass going on, this is a great song, man. Yeah, and I we... would say for you, Mark, um, any group. Regardless of what time period they started, you would be best going with their latest stuff and then slowly working your way down to their earlier work and get over your fear of it. And Brian, mm -hmm. I would have to say you could probably pick any album and it would all sound the same to you. So, there you go. Brian, you can pick anything you want, and you can't tell the difference. Mark, you can pick the last album and go downwards and slowly get your feet wet. Well, there I, you go. I kind of did that with Rush with uh, Signals, and then I went forward and in backwards. When, in the 80s, when I got Signals, I kind of went to the older stuff. I go, wait, this doesn't sound like Signals. Giddy Lee sounds like he's on crack. And then I got used to it, and now I love it. <laughs> it's like I have to tell you, believe it or not, my favorite period of Rush is Signals um, and um, Grace Under Pressure and Power Windows. Yeah, Those we, are my favorite Rush albums. We and did. I know that, that some people who love Rush don't agree with me. But those are my favorite. Well, we did do a, a review on Grace Under Pressure, so go check that out. That album's awesome. I, do I didn't that. do it, but but I would have liked to. Those it was funny with Rush. Is uh, so my my older cousin. He said you got to get moving pictures because he was very much into the prog stuff. And, and actually, it's kind of a spoiler alert. Uh, for me, Moving Pictures is a lot like Destroyer with Kiss. Like, I get why people love Destroyer and people love Moving Pictures, but they're not my favorite albums from either band, especially like Destroyer. I think that's yeah. probably the, the worst from the 70s Kiss. Uh, oh, not that, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd much rather listen to pretty much anything in the 70s over, over Dynasty. With Moving Pictures, I get why people love it. Uh, yeah. But I'd much rather hear like the first three or four albums for for Rush. That's me personally. So yeah. oh, I, I, well, I I love I love the first Rush album. 
And, 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 and the second one I'm cool with, too. I never really heard the third album much, but I'll, 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 I'll agree with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, Car Caressa Steel, right? And then, then 21. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Caress of Steel. I remember when we did that review, I called it Careless of Steel. <laughs> and freaking Ian Wally and Ralph were going, they were going off on me on, on their podcast. Oh, this fucking point. Mark Alden Taylor called it Caress Careless oh. of Steel. Oh, <laughs> Careless Steel. Yeah, I fucked up on that coin. Oh, you got your coin. I am going to pay you. Oh, you want my money, but it's rubber. Never mind. All right, well, let's get to the next song, Electric Worry. What do you think about this one, Brian? Yeah, so the album before, um, From Beale Street to Oblivion, uh, was Robot Hive Exodus. And that album ended with a straight-up blues cover called Who's Been Talking, which was uh, you know kind of like a Howlin' Wolf song. And so for this song, Electric Worry, they sort of combined Mississippi Fred McDowell and John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters and kind of reworked it to their own blues vision, you know, a modern version. It's awesome. I, I was so happy when this was the single they picked, and it did pretty well for them because it, it was a tribute to the blues, and, and more people should be privy to the amazing talents and importance of those early blues artists. So um, props to Clutch. And the beginning of this song sounds like something you'd hear in like the 1940s or the 50s, you know, with Neil kind of singing along to the riff again. Uh, but then the modern influences kick in, the song just smokes, and a, a nice addition of a harmonica on this track. And again, this track might have been an introduction to blues for a lot of hard rockers, and I think that's totally cool. It's it's a really well-done song, and they even did a music video for it as well. What'd you think about it, uh, Lee? I love the groove to this song. It's one of the best on the albums. These guys can do the... John Lee Hooker style of boogie better than most groups. Man, I've heard other people do John Lee Hooker and they can't do it right. These guys almost do it better than him. Damn. Man, this is a fucking great album. I'm, I don't <laughs> want to give a spoiler alert, but you know what I mean. All right, man. This starts off bluesy as hell. It keeps going with it. Friggin' blues riff going on here. And then the drums... And the blues heart rule, great song. Love bang, 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 vamonos, vamonos. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. killer lyrics. I thought he was going to go boom, 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 you know, bang, 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 boom, boom. Yeah. But he went vamonos, vamonos. I go, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> See, that's a genius. I want to tell you, yeah. I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket live, and they did boom, boom, and it sounded more like It was very very stilted they had no life in them it was the total opposite i'd rather hear um clutch than toad the wet sprocket any day toad the red sprockets are a good band but they're not clutch um you should have said toad the wet sprocket Nah. I can't hear that like, guy singing the blues. Say that. You, you said no. they're a good band. No, I oh, okay. I like some of their stuff, but I like their militant stuff. I like their right-wing political stuff because you're a right-wing politician, right? <laughs> 
I'm in the middle, man. I hate, I hate all politicians I, evenly. I'm a, in in the middle. I'm, I'm I'm a guy who likes to fuck with everybody. I'll, <laughs> I'll fuck with whoever on my side or not. <laughs> vamanos, vamanos, vamanos. Yeah. yeah. Vomitos, vomitos. No, no, <laughs> well, and it has fun lyrics and oh, the organ and the drum break. The song keeps getting better. Freaking love this this song, man. I love. The, I was singing it after I listened to the album. I go vomitos, vomitos. <laughs> Even, oh, it's catchy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. When I did my, uh, I do a, I do like thirty minutes of running, like here and there. Like I'll split it up, like five minutes, five minutes, or ten minutes. Yesterday mm -hmm. I just did thirty straight, and uh, I was listening to this album again. <laughs> Nice. On my, you uh, actually run? I yeah. don't. I have to. My uh, blood sugar it it controls it oh, if I do word, man. thirty you, minutes you, of exercise. I, I I give you kudos, man. You're you're man. Well, I don't man, run I, fast because I, I, I got a bad. But I figured out like, when I run, my blood sugar stays normal. If I don't do any exercise and just sit on the couch and eat, it's horrible. But my blood man, sugar is you, like in a great you're, you're place. You're actually now. cool. Hey man, I have to tell you this. Even if I make fun of your music things, your life, man, you fucking got it going on, man. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the next song, uh, "One Eye Dollar," is kind of like my favorite on here, and it's like really low. <laughs> it's only a minute twenty, so I picked yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm gonna play this song. Here's "One Eye Dollar" by Clutch on the Freeform Rock Podcast. I've been walking one eye. Okay, that was One Eye Dollar. Uh, what'd you think of that song, Brian? Yeah, when I first saw the track listing uh, for this album before it came out, I was kind of surprised to see this song because they had already released a version of it uh, back in 1999 on one of their albums called Jam Room. And, and that was just them. It's, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. They, they recorded a bunch of jam songs. Uh, but that was independently released. And I believe at the time it was out of print for many buyers. It's not anymore. So maybe they thought it would fit again on this album, and it actually does. It perfectly connects, you know, connects to the end of Electric Worry. It's super, sh it's super short. It's a fun song. It's only ninety seconds long. It's a, it's a cool song. Oh wow! I think my number tracks are messed up on this. But what do you think about this song, Lee? It's a short but fun song. Nothing special, but nothing bad either. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really cool jam, and I, I liked the groove going on, and it was only a minute and 23 seconds, so I said, My, might as well play it, because I like it a lot. <laughs> and, and then we get to the next track, which uh, you picked, Lee, Rapture of Ridley Walker. So here's Rapture of Ridley Walker on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Rapture Ridley Walker. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? This is a really cool song. I read the novel Ridley Walker, hmm. so it was cool to hear a song about it. It's a great right-on tune. What'd you think about it, Brian? Yeah, it, actually, it's, uh, it makes sense that we would pick this because it's a very cool, it's almost like a psychedelic type track, so that totally makes sense. Uh, another nice drum intro uh, before Neil and, and Tim come in together uh, with the vocals and the guitars. And, and this one might get overlooked, so I'm glad that, that we picked it. But it fits perfectly in the album format. And, and, and Clutch is an album band through and through. And, and another great use of the Hammond organ and guitar pedals on this one. And it fits really nicely in the track listing. Yeah. I by like... the way, Really Walker was written by Russell Hoban, mm -hmm. who wrote the... the um children's books um I, I i forget what they're like like something and something go to like aunt and emma or da, 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 da. they're they're like um children's books but he wrote this novel and he wrote it in this weird language about this guy who's trying to learn stuff and it's almost like a weird turtle language and it's it's really caveman-esque but it's it's if, if you can get the novel by Russell Hoban called Ridley Walker, even if you don't do a lot of reading, I think you would be entertained by it. And I give Clutch kudos for doing a song by them because it means that they are smarter than people think they are. And they've got a hell of a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, this song is a great song, man. I like it. Really groovy. Freaking four minutes long, and it rules. And then we get to the next one. I think you played this song on your uh, on your show, Brian. Oh, when definitely. Ve when Vegans Attack. <laughs> Amazing title. Yeah. So what do you think about this one? Okay, right off the bat, without even listening to the song, again, it, it, <laughs> the title stands out. So does the song back up the hilarious title absolutely and the chorus alone is amazing so it's like when vegans attack on 10 speed bikes tattoos with meanings american spirit lights and so neil neil fallon was asked about this song of course when it was first released because it, it does stand out and he this is the quote he gave he says I, I got no problem with vegans let's be clear on that but have you ever met someone who has concocted his or her own convenient first world philosophy, you know, cherry picked all of those bits of radicalism that appealed to them. And then they threw out the ugly bits, you know, someone who thinks they're enlightened, but really they're just a victim of their own peer driven self-congratulatory bullshit. I have, there's lots of those types in Washington DC. And so that's what he wrote about. And it's a great song and definitely a group that deserves uh, a group meaning vegans <laughs> that deserve to have the piss taken out of them every now and then. So, especially when they look down on you, you like offend them if you're eating a burger in front of them. It's like, oh my god. Right. But again, uh, yeah, people want to do whatever they want to do. That's cool. But that's you know that's their choice. So you know. they don't offend me. They're eating lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> or one of those in <laughs> one of those impossible burgers that gives you too much estrogen that you don't need. Well, uh, that so many chemicals in that thing that's probably worse it's it's probably worse in the long run than eating uh, meat yeah, <laughs> so they don't seem to understand it they go oh look it's vegetable based let's eat it wait there's like yeah. chemicals in there dude it's not and fresh oils and... yeah yep and they're giving you way too much estrogen a woman needs and man uh men don't need any more estrogen <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this away. is a great song yeah what do you think about it lee 
But I will say that I, 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 I totally like what you said, Brian. That was very cool. Anyway, about the song, mm-hmm. I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's a little bit too basic sounding for me. I would have liked the melody to have been a little more adventurous. Mm-hmm. I, you just took away everything I was going to say. I was going to say the uh, lyrics to that song, but you already said the 10-speed bikes. It was a great <laughs> song, and I love the groove and the slide going on in here. Yeah. Really cool song. And then we get to the next one, which was um, Apostle Minister. Yep. Uh, what do you think about this one, Brian? Uh, this is an awesome funky riff to kind of start the song, and then uh, Neil comes in and, and sings over the lick uh, before the rest of the band comes in. Just a terrific groovy song and an album full of them. And uh, guitarist Tim Salt really gets to, to shine on this one with the riffs all over. And Neil's vocal tone is perfect as usual here. What do you think about it, Lee? This is pretty cool. They sound like a weirder Red Hot Chili Peppers. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a killer groove going on. The drums are freaking keeping track. Uh, his voice has so much personality and so fucking good. <laughs> I wrote friggin' in the notes, but I already said friggin' a lot. So And Lee doesn't like friggin'. So. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'll put to you like this. Do you want to eat a puckle or a pickle? A fuckle <laughs> or a fickle? A fickle pickle. <laughs> yeah, a right, pickle there... pickle instead of a fuckle puckle. <laughs> I would rather go to a restaurant and eat a fickle pickle than a fuckle puckle. That would sound a little bit too nuts. Just you're talking fiddle faddle. <laughs> oh, I, I I I forget whether or not I was last six years old or forty nine when I last ate fiddle faddle. <laughs> And I haven't ate fiddle faddle in years. That stuff was yeah. crack. Uh, <laughs> same thing with those peanuttles. Oh man, those are good. Mm. Used to get those in a the movie theater. Man, and, the peanuttles! Like, I I I remember them, but I never had them. They're really good. They're like candy covered peanuts. I, I have to look them up, man. They never had them. They never had Family Affair on the <laughs> on the on, on the channel when I grew up. I finally had to watch it on YouTube. They never had it in my area. <laughs> I watch it down here on Channel 11, Fox. Well, it wasn't man, Fox back right then. Man, you know, um, they had it down in L.A. They didn't have it in Marin County. <laughs> well, they didn't want you to see the family. No, I'm joking. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but that, that, that sounds like it might be so. All right. And then we get to the next song, Black Umbrella. What did you think about this one, Brian? This is kind of like the brother song uh, to Electric Worry for me, you know, with the old school blues vibe and then the addition of the harmonica again with the slide guitar. And, and again, it's just a combination of the, the 1940s down south blues kind of mixed with modern instruments and really a terrific sound that, that I love and, and a perfectly and it's perfectly placed in an album uh, in the track listing as well. It's It's got more of a laid back vibe that kind of. It fits better as the album is sort of wrapping up. And it, again, this is a very well-paced album. What did you think about it, Lee? It's a decent song. A little bit basic for my taste. But they play with energy to make it work. I like the cool marching beat, the blues harp, and the, the guitar. It's going da-da-da-da-da-na-na-na-na-na. Oh, it, I, I, it's hard to write down a guitar sound in notes, you know. <laughs> it's just like I can't remember it now. <laughs> but it was a great guitar riff that was just going yeah. with it, the rhythm. Uh the 
and the blues heart solo is freaking great with the organ in the background and then the guitar comes in and fucking rules again this is a great song and then we get to the last song which is called mr shiny cadillacness yep what do you think about this one brian and then we wrap up with a song that basically includes everything you've already heard it's it's funky groovy riffs terrific vocals and lyrics you get the hammond organ bed and just the perfect way to kind of sum up the album, it's it's groovy and heavy at the same time, which is pretty much sums up Clutch's sound starting with their third album, which is The Elephant Writers. And plus, only Neil Fallon could write a song with a title like that, and it's definitely a tongue twister. Uh, and this is also the third song with, with harmonica on it, and uh, that always adds some, some nice flavor to the track. So a good way to end the album. What did you think about it, Lee? This was interesting, kind of like their own interpretation of the group Funkadelic. Mm. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's killer bass and organ to start this song. Sounds like he's preaching again. Love it. The bass is grooving on this song. And then the band starts tearing shit up. Uh, yeah, the, the blues band. harp with the killer solo. This is like religion meets politics. And it's a great song to end a fucking great album. <laughs> like Because if you read yeah. the lyrics, he's talking about religion and politics <laughs> when yep. I, I go i i, I don't yeah. know what the fuck they're talking about cadillacness and i read it they're talking about fucking politicians <laughs> with their cadillacs yep. and the freaking uh the preachers and their cadillacs kind of goes back and forth between those two yeah but, neil fallon his lyrics are definitely worth reading um sometimes he, he does like fantasy stuff so it's not always straightforward but I, he's he's really he's well read as lee was kind of saying before and uh yeah, I, I, you can't go wrong with him. He never repeats his stuff, so it's it's uh, that's why I think they're one of the one of the best bands. I love that they've stayed their four original members from the beginning. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and this album yeah. got uh, four stars on All Music, uh, nine stars nice. from Blabbermouth, eight stars from the Endless Feed. So it's doing pretty. The critics love it, and I love it. Well, what's interesting singers. with Clutch is uh, you can ask a Clutch fan their favorite album. They're all going to give you a different album. This is my favorite, but a lot of people like they love Blast Tyrant or they love like Samuel Wett's love books of Book of Bad Decision, which is their latest. And like Metal Mike, I think loves the self-titled album uh, the most, and his 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 nephew loves Elephant Rider. So that's cool. I think uh, that's awesome if you have such a wide range of uh, uh, different favorite albums from different people. Well, I've seen their yeah. album on vinyl, the Psychic Wars one. What is that? Yeah, yeah Psychic Warfare. That's a that's came out. I think that was right before. Yeah, that was right before Book of Bad Decisions. So maybe three, maybe four years ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love the album cover, and I wanted to buy it back then just to buy it because the album cover. But uh, now I want to buy it because I like the band. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you do buy the album itself, you'll get also. They still put lots of uh, time and effort into the artwork and things like that, which is which is great. Did you get the record store day version of this record, 2015? Uh, no, I ended up. So I always just had this stuff on CD until I just bought um, yeah, yeah. the Obelisk, which has everything. Yeah, yeah. Because it was released as a two LP set on purple vinyl, limited to a thousand copies, like the Tesla one was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you found yours in the record store. I had to freaking go on eBay. <laughs> well, I looked out. I think it's only because they're a Bay Area band, so they, they had, you know, one copy. <laughs> That's probably why you found Psychotic Supper, too. And I go, damn, exactly. you found both the ones I wanted. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll keep on. I even found a used copy of uh, Mechanical Resonance at a local store, so I couldn't believe that. Well, I got that off of uh, uh, 
for like ten bucks from a used oh, record nice. on, on Facebook. A couple All of the ago. crap that I would never want for <laughs> the price that I wouldn't pay. Yeah, cool. I, that's the first time I paid sixty-seven dollars for an album, Lee. So hush, I usually get cheap albums. Ah, uh, you usually get it for fifteen dollars instead of two. <laughs> By the way, speaking of two dollars and better off dead, um, <laughs> I uh, the, the last Jefferson Starship album you did, I found that the next day I went to my local uh, shop. It's basically like a a room, uh, and uh, he had it for two dollars, and so I picked it Which up. Which one? What what is it's Modern Times. Is, yeah that one yeah oh um you 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 paid the exact right price I know it was two bucks <laughs> and but I had never really listened to it so because of your guys's review I, I picked it up so thank Did you, you like it I loved it I thought it was great and I yeah. uh, couldn't beat two bucks so yeah that was cool yeah man that's the thing um if if, if you can find it for two bucks then you're doing right if you wait for it to be 198 then you're doing what my biological family would do <laughs> i ain't gonna fucking pay two dollars when i can pay a dollar 98 even if it costs me four dollars on bus to get to the store exactly i <laughs> spend more time it. getting there yeah. i think yeah. i got it for five bucks on uh facebook the modern times oh, nice. so yeah oh, I, I go to needle in the groove it's a, it's a play it's a, a group spotify you... don't don't you love the vinyl whatever the, the problem is with needle the groove they caught on that people want old metal records so now they're selling old metal records for like 50 dollars and above i go what the f I the plastic records no uh, they, they were selling dio uh freaking uh club no, versions for 50 bucks metal records instead of plastic records. no i'm talking about metal <laughs> genre I'm records fucking funny Okay, uh, fucking. Lee. I wonder if needles. Are are, so you buy, People you buy needles. Fucking idiots! They don't know what they want. <laughs> what was that, Brad? Is needle to the groove? Uh, so online, because there is a, a, a record store in San Jose called Needle to the Groove, and I go in there all the time. So I wonder if it's the same place or no? If it's, it's, just a it's needle yeah. in the groove. It's a group oh, where, where a group. bunch of sellers get together and they they post I, records and they tell you what quality they are and okay. like VG near mint and NM and they tell you and they give you a price. But okay. they've been overcharging on the metal since they found out that we all want metal in that yeah, group. Yeah, happens. So I want a deal, Holy Diver, but I wasn't paying fucking fifty dollars for a record club version of it. No way. Yeah, I found that new from Rhino God, a couple years ago, and it was only twenty five bucks. So I was yeah, happy to they, get it. They took them. They had a box set of Dio's records I wanted to get, but it's not available anymore. It's like five hundred bucks online. People are selling it for. You would think they do reprint stuff or repress stuff that that does pretty well you would think but yeah. I, I tweeted know. his wife to get their shit back on vinyl again she hadn't she didn't get back to me <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you got nothing better to do all right man well let's get into our uh, thank you again brian for being on here uh, being on oh, the show and mm -hmm. uh go ahead and pimp your stuff again <laughs> yeah every uh every wednesday night 11 p.m eastern time 8 p.m pacific the bad beat on that metal station.com you're gonna hear always hear clutch every week as as mark knows and then uh, the, the movie podcast that comes out every Friday on anywhere you download uh, your podcast. And that is Damn Good Movie Memories. It's a lot of fun. And uh, check it out. All right. And then we get into our tracks of the week. And you picked uh, Clutch, Tight Like That, acoustic uh, blues version from the bonus mm -hmm. track of Blast Tyrant Deluxe, Basket of Eggs, right? Yep. I got it all down right. Yeah. Very good. All right. And then Lee picked Indian Summer, Emotions of Men. 
And I picked a band that kind of reminded me of this band when I was listening to is Crobot, the Necromancer. <laughs> oh, nice. I love Crobot. Yeah, Crobot. I, I need to get the... They have three albums out or four. They keep yeah, releasing more. Mother Brain. Yeah, yeah, I need to get that one. I have the first two on CD. I need to get that one because I've heard songs off that and I love it. Yeah, it's good. I don't like it quite as much as the first two, but it's still great. I mean, still... I agree. Welcome to Fat City. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, really good. Great new band. All right. And then we end our, uh, as always, with Lee's song of the week. But we're going to do three songs from Lee. Smiling Every Day, The False Cure, and two versions of Bugs on Cheese. That's cool. Yeah. So thank you again, Brian. And uh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, even though this will be out in January. I'm just going to say Merry Christmas to everybody who didn't hear it on the last five episodes. <laughs> All, right. All right, Lee, you know what to do. Say goodbye, brother. Have a happy Christopher Crossmas, everybody. <laughs> Your mother has fleas.
points are not so great But it's good when we're smiling every day At least that's what the papers say Are you sure?
rakes the leaves Your mom wants to sneeze Your sister has the fleas Brother has his keys You are bugs on cheese We are bugs on cheese Bugs on cheese. We are bugs on cheese. We are bugs on cheese. We are bugs on
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.